0: Right now, we're going to talk about one aspect of the budget that uh, I was interested in yesterday, and that's defense spending. And we did see an increase in defense spending, but to be fair, it's modest. Um, it's not, you know, the benchmark for a lot of people is the 2% of GDP. That's the NATO obligation. Canada currently, I think, is about 1.3, 1.35, somewhere in that neighborhood. And based on what we saw in the budget yesterday, that will go up to one5 in five years. So we're still not getting to the 2% mark. And then I have some questions about what we did announce we're spending money on. So to walk through it, we have Dr. Craig Stone joining us. He's an Emeritus Associate Professor of Defense Studies, Department of Defense Studies, at the Canadian Forces College. Uh, Dr. Stone, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today.
1: Well, thanks for having me.
0: Just um, your reaction. I mean, we are seeing an $8 billion increase over five years, mind you, and it still won't bring us close to the 2%, 1.5%. Did we do enough yesterday? Were you looking for more?
1: So I don't know that I was looking for more so much as I was looking for a bit more detail on what they're actually going to spend that money on. Uh, when you look at the actual budget uh, data, it's it's got the $7.2 billion uh, in their sort of column on reinforcing national defense uh, for... D&D proper. Mm-hmm. It's got $6.1 billion plus another $1.4 billion, uh, later, uh, but not a lot of detail on what they're going to spend that money on. And in fact, the government probably has spent more money on defense in the previous two years in terms of over and above what was announced in the defense policy than actually in this budget, despite this notion that everyone has that because of the changing security environment with Russia invading Ukraine, et cetera, that there should have been more.
0: Is there a uh, difference? Sorry, doctor, I'm just wondering, is there a difference? Like When we talk about, okay, we're increasing defense spending, well, some of the money that was being lumped in with this increasing defense spending goes to revamping the culture of the Canadian Armed Forces. Now, I'm not saying that's not important, but to me that's a different discussion than um, when we're talking about the forces and you know especially in light of what's happening in ukraine um is it fair to make a distinction between that kind of spending and you know weapons and troops and equipment
1: so it is and when you look at the the budget detail there is money uh, as part of that eight billion dollar number that the government's uh, putting out there uh for changing the culture There's actually a a section in the budget that talks about supporting Ukraine uh, in terms of what they're going to do. So some of that is um, supporting the mission we already have there, but some of that is essentially just going to be uh, flow through money of uh, $500 million for us to go out and buy equipment that we're then going to send to the Ukraine. So yes, it's going to be money that's going to defense, but it's actually not going to add to the Canadian capability because it's just uh, going to support the Ukraine. And that's kind of laid out in the budget document. But you kind of need to have an idea of how the government presents this in the documents and know what it means because... you you actually have to have some clarity and be able to talk to someone to understand what all this really means.
0: Yeah, and I think the the key word there is capability. I think that's the word I was struggling to try and find, and I'm glad you did, because that's what it's about, is increasing the capability of the Canadian forces, to me anyway. um, And do you think, like, what would you have liked to have seen yesterday in that regard?
1: So I would have liked to have seen a bit of clarity on some things that they've been talking about, uh, they talked about it in the last budget, so when you think about, so what is what is it that Canada's going to spend for NORAD renewal and replacing the North Warning system? Yeah. So they introduced that issue last year in budget 2021 with some money to start looking at that issue. It's been a year, there's been work done, but there's kind of no detail on whether any of this uh, money that's allocated in this year's budget is going to go for that or not. Learn more at microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row
0: all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely.
1: This issue of North Warning System replacement, you know, put out the number of $11 billion and Canada's share of that, if we follow the 60-40 split of the previous sharing arrangement, it would be $4.5 billion. Now, there's no... There's no more uh, accuracy to that than that's kind of what the experts are looking at for what it was going to cost. There's been no agreement on what it's going to cost yet. and There's been no agreement with the U.S. that they're actually going to pay 60% of it, because that's what's up for negotiation. Okay, gotcha. Is that, that kind of detail that talks about specifically what are they going to spend money on, as opposed to uh, we're just adding money to, to be looked at.
0: Yeah, and a lot of that. You know, we're increasing spending. Okay, on what? Well, that remains to be seen. I mean, I think that that was actually said by some senior government officials yesterday. Well, we're not 100% sure yet. We've got to wait and see what happens with this and what happens with that. Um, what about the Arctic? I know there was some talk about that, and I know there's a lot of people that are pe- paying very close attention to what's going on there and, and the fact that Canada needs to bolster our defenses in the north.
1: So that speaks to, in part, the, the requirement to replace the north warning system. Okay. Because the original north warning system... Uh, was established uh, when it was just radars for an air threat. Since then, NORAD has taken on a maritime uh, security role. Yeah, um, Russia has changed its kind of approach to things, which, as our northern neighbor, um, causes some issues around how are we going to actually guarantee our sovereignty and our security in the north. So, there are other things that will go into a discussion about North Warning System replacement or renewal and NORAD renewal above and beyond just we're going to replace the, the radars. How much of that is Canadian specific, which means the Americans really shouldn't be paying for it. So, for example, if we want to have a deep water port that's operable 12 months a year in the North, uh, so have Canadian Forces ships and Coast Guard ships up there, what does that mean? What's that going to cost? Yeah, Those are the types of things that, when you look at the North and security, and that is not even adding issues around climate and the environment, which have to be dealt with, and issues around Indigenous relations.
0: Fair enough. Okay. Um, Uh, Last question for you here. What about cybersecurity? And that was a big mention, and and there's new cyber forces being involved. Um, How important is that to our national defense?
1: So it's important. In the budget, that money that's identified for cybersecurity is is actually going to the communications security establishment, which is actually not part of the Department of National Defense. Oh, okay. They, They report to the minister... So in the government's accounting structure, uh, they report to the minister and their spending is in the public accounts under national defense, but they aren't part of national defense. So that money, although it's going to security, it's not going to the Department of National Defense. Interesting. Interesting. So that's a little, okay. Which, Which is not to say that at the end of the day when they decide how they're going to do this, CSE is not the only department in government that has concerns about cybersecurity. But they're probably the lead agency for it. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: Makes sense. Uh, Doc, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today.
1: Okay, thanks very much.
0: You bet. That's Dr. Craig Stone, who is an Emeritus Associate Professor of Defense Studies, Department of Defense Studies at Canadian Forces College. So I think that, I mean, the headline when it comes to defense is, and I think, you know, the goal of that 2% of GDP spending on defense um, to meet your NATO obligations, we were at 1.34%, and at the end of five years, with this new $8 billion in spending, we'll be all the way up to 1.5%. So we're still we're still not at that 2% benchmark. And if you take a look at it, we've talked to a lot of people on the air over the past weeks and months, uh, ever since this situation developed in Ukraine, about Canada's defense capabilities. And they said, you know what? Even if we just went to that 2%, we would still be way behind. We have a lot of catch-up to do because we've fallen very far behind in terms of our defense spending. If we're if we're at one34 with increased spending since 2017... Um, Where were we before and how long have we sort of not been spending the amount of money that would have kept us where we wanted to be or needed to be to be part of NATO and a functioning member? So there's not only meeting the 2% now, it's catching up for all the years that we didn't. So we're still well, well short of that.